This week in Wishful Booking, we are taking this hero that overcomes the odds in the face of adversity story and cranking it straight up to 11. Shout out to my Twitter handle. Oh, hi, Mark. The biggest match in history right here. Come on, guys. Let's brainstorm this puppy. Like a box. Let me get this straight. Go ahead. When you're telling these little stories, have a point. So, welcome to Wishful Booking. My name is Liam McNulty. I'm joined by Jimmy Moorcraft. What's up? What's up, dude? Um, just, yeah, pro wrestling. <laughs> that's exactly, every day. that's exactly what's up every day, all day since day one ish roundabout. <laughs> <laughs> that should be our, uh, our thing <laughs> since approximately day one. Uh, okay. So first up on the docket this week, Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar, the big opening segment on raw on Monday. Um, and of um, course we're, we're also trying to cover some ground cause I dropped the ball again last week. Sorry. Go ahead. Did you pick it back up? I'm hoping to. We'll find out, I guess. All right. Well, I mean, you know, there was no show last week, is what I was trying to allude to, what I'm not proud about. But that being said, go ahead. Um, I don't know. I didn't really, wasn't that excited about what they did with this and what they're doing with Brock and Seth. Um, I was hoping that Seth would at some point get the upper hand on him, but I'm starting to think that's probably not going to happen until WrestleMania, but even that's not uh, set in stone for yeah, me, at least. Of course not. No, definitely um, not. I mean, for starters, to find upper hand. Yeah, I uh, I mean, it was fine. Heyman's always good. I like how they interjected Drew McIntyre into this, and it was kind of cool seeing Drew and Brock Lesnar interact a bit. Yeah. Um, obviously, Drew will never replace Seth at WrestleMania, but I do think Drew is the next top heel on Raw, so I think introducing him in that manner was smart. Yeah, def- definitely. Um, definitely. I think Rollins is pretty vicious in his attack of Drew, despite the cameraman almost making me want to throw up with the way he shot that. It huh. made me vomit. <laughs> um, was that what it was? It was. It was a little weird, but you think it was just for me? The for me, it, for me, it was. There was a, a fan footage of it happening on like a cell phone camera, and it looked a lot better than the overproduced thing they tried. Huh? It was well, like it was. An, it was almost like it was fast forwarded. Like with it the went... way they kept cutting away. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah, it felt like, yeah, it, just, it definitely felt off to me when, with that attack. Like, it just felt, to me, it just felt, like, overly staged. Like, obviously, all of this is staged, but it felt like it wasn't, like, heat of the moment. It wasn't Seth acting natural. Like, he came out and, like... What do you mean it's all staged? Yeah, I know. Shocker, right? Wow. My big problem with this, uh... Well, first of all, last week, Seth and uh, Heyman, since we didn't have a show last week, Seth and Heyman went back and forth, and Seth pointed out that Brock has a problem with the littler guys. And on that point, I would just say to Seth, you know, Seth, the last time that Brock interacted with somebody of your size, he gave him uh, six F5s with relative ease, you know? Yeah, it's true. Like, that occurred to me since last week. But then uh, this week, the main thing I had, the problem I had with this week is that they used a Brock Lesnar appearance and all this, like, greatly needed, like, some time, some, some story development between Brock and Seth. Ultimately, by the end of Raw, for me, was all about making Roman's WrestleMania opponent look strong. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I sure do. Did you feel yeah, that way? That was or? A bad, I did. That was a bad decision to have Seth lose in that matter when it could have been a simple disqualification. Yeah. Um, um, oh, or Brock a number. Try and interfere. Um, yeah, Roman, yeah, go ahead. They ran the Roman angle where he was home, so I guess I thought it would have made a lot more sense to have Drew and Brock not like team up, but you know, Drew kind of almost let Brock... Well, no, actually, you could have done it without Roman. So you could have had Brock come in the ring and Drew kind of back out and let Brock have Seth, and then Seth gets the upper hand. So Drew doesn't take a loss. Seth doesn't take a loss. And it furthers McIntyre. McIntyre cut a great promo, one of the best he's ever cut, which isn't saying much because they're all good. Yeah. but um, So that's great. That made that match a lot more interesting than it has any right to be. Well, yeah. Because, I mean, we've seen it like five times when they were exactly. all feuding with the Shield. So I'm not a fan of WrestleMania matches being matches that have happened already. Um, with True. one with one particular case that we'll get into later on in SmackDown, because um, that will technically be the fourth time we've seen this particular match. Huh. Anyway, good tease. Uh, so I mean, yeah, there's nothing inherently wrong with it. It just could be better, and I think that um, there's rumors that Brock Fox wants Brock. Say that five times fast. <laughs> Fox Lesnar. That Fox wants Brock, <laughs> yeah. and um, I don't think that means Brock would retain at WrestleMania because I think he could very easily not retain and just come back randomly to SmackDown. Right. Um, but I'd never rule it out. Yeah. Yeah. No. I definitely. You're saying that Brock could still be with the company 
at that point, right? Yeah, well, I mean, there's no indication that he's leaving after WrestleMania, but if if they're talking about SmackDown, that's in October, so he would have to sign a pretty substantially long contract to right. remain until then, which heightens the chances of him... Well, it heightens the chances of him remaining champion until you realize that the Universal title is a Raw brand, so I guess it's kind of like a, a wash, in a way, with the logic that I'm trying to present here, because he, be he wouldn't be Universal champion on SmackDown. So I'm trying to say that yeah. he may retain if he's staying with the company, but if he does go to SmackDown, he wouldn't be able to be champion anyway. Right. So. Well, he could retain for now, and on the way to, you're saying, maybe losing the title and, and ultimately going to SmackDown, going to Fox. Yeah, to Roman. Maybe they want to give Roman a proper title reign. <laughs> they well, I would not put it past them. That des- yeah, that desire would have had to have left them in the past year, like, for them not to want that. Like, that's we know that's what they want, unless something's changed. So, yeah, that, this, that was, you know, my big thing with this. It's just... More of the same, you know? This is what they do, specifically with Roman. And they're just, they're doing it in spades. It sucks, you know? It does. Guy's been back for like two weeks, three weeks, and same old shit already. You know, it's supposed to be Seth's time right now, really. But you would have to commit for that, so never mind. Um, Do you want to move on to Triple H and Dave Batista? Yes, that's so official, Dave Batista, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dave Batista, or David S. Batista Esquire, as I like to call him, was there this week. Gave some exposition as to his character's motivations in this whole thing and why he doesn't like Triple H. Um, I wrote down, uh, Cole said, what are your issues with Triple H? And Batista said, I just don't like the guy, okay? And Cole said, no, that's definitely not okay. Of course that's not okay. More, please, expound on that. And Batista said, oh, fine. I don't like the guy because in real life he buries people, mostly. Most most of the people he buries. Not me, actually, so it doesn't really work in this case. But, you know, that's the rumor about him. So let's just go with that's why I don't like him. How did this come off to you with that being said? Um, I kind of like the subdued approach he took. I think it seems very... Um, they're definitely going with a real-life lens to this feud, which I don't think is entirely working, but I do think that it's... Uh, I think he's playing it well. I mean, he's obviously become a trained actor, and I think that his acting chops were on uh, par here, because he's obviously nothing like this in real life, but they're trying to present the fact that this is what he's like now, that he's a movie star, that he's only coming back now because he wants to end his career on his own terms. Um, I mean, there's a lot more they could say that I could say right now, like that he ended by getting beat by the Shields with Triple H on his team, and that, you know, the last time he came back, he was booed heavily, and that that's because of the fans, and so there's a lot more they could be saying. Uh, that right. I that I can analyze in a way that they're making me believe that that's what they think. Right. Um, yeah. But in terms of his presentation and execution of the material, it was obviously far better than last week. Of course. Um, yeah. I, I just liked how it was almost like, I really don't care. I'm a high-paying acting star. I'm getting a match at WrestleMania. I want to beat up Triple H. And I mean, sometimes in real life, people really do feel that way. Right. That they don't really need a reason. I know that's not good for wrestling and like a really big major wrestlemania match because this is like the equivalent to really like an undertaker match this year or any other wrestlemania where our you know uh i'm not going to compare the star power to cena versus rock yeah. but that type of wrestlemania caliber match right right right, right. Um, um so if, if, in that respect i didn't hate it yeah he could have said more um michael cole though also was an idiot in this segment um i actually forgot to uh, text you a, a picture of when uh, triple h was in dx pulling up Michael Cole in the ring by his fucking pants and giving him a wedgie. But Triple H has always been nothing but kind to him. Right. <laughs> so when Batista reacted that way, I, I thought it was I thought it was accurate. It was perfect, yeah. That's a great call. I didn't think like you did of a specific case, but when Michael Cole is saying he's always treated me like you, like you just said what he said, it definitely rubs you weird if you're familiar with WWE history because you're like, really? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thinking of some times in Triple H's career when he was easily portrayed as the most despicable person who would stab his own mother in the back, kind of thing. Um, most but, of the times, yeah, most of, yeah. Katie Vick, yeah. Katie Vick, hello. <laughs> oh, we don't want to talk about that. Apparently, well, it happened. <laughs> well, yeah, you're telling me. Um, but whether or not you realize what you just said, there's actually a better story, like a better thing he could have went with. You you said, and you're absolutely right, he should have said, you know what, I don't need a reason. I'm here, and and you guys are happy to have me, and we're, so we're doing this on my terms, which he did say. Um, but you also said a minute ago, uh, oh, you alluded to when he came back for WrestleMania 30, that's what I was talking about when I said Triple H buries people, not necessarily me, in Batista's case, Literally, they brought Batista in on top, and they put him in the Royal Rumble number 28 when Triple H was in charge, which, if the Daniel Bryan movement wasn't happening, Triple H would have basically been handing his best friend Batista, not his best friend, handing his boy Batista 
the world title on a silver platter in the main event of WrestleMania 30. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the last thing you did here for you to say that Triple H always screws you over. No, he actually tried to help you out. But you also said that in the end of that run, Triple H, what they should have said is, like, in the end of that run, Triple H was just trying to use Batista for his own motivation to get back at the Shield, which is what, you know, and Batista just wound up quitting in the middle of that. Like, you could actually use that for the story, which, you know, they're not. I mean, or at least they haven't yet, but maybe, like you're saying, like, maybe they will. But, like, their story, and they just, you know, it's just, it's indicative that they're not really putting nearly as much thought as you could into trying to make this story as meaningful as possible. Yeah, and the other thing is that they're completely dropping the, or not dropping, but they're not talking about um, Ric Flair. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? what's that? <laughs> Are they ever yeah. going to talk about the fact that he beat the shit out of Ric Flair, or are they not going to? Yeah. Um, no, they that's should. confusing. They definitely need to remind us, and I was also thinking about that when Batista was saying, you know, Triple H manipulates people, he uses people, he screws people over, like, oh, kind of like what you did with Ric Flair. Like, you know, like, using him. I mean, you assaulted him, but, like, you know, was he not someone, like, that you were close with, and, and you know, you totally just used him to assault him and create this this situation that you apparently wanted with triple h you know what i mean like you're accusing triple h of doing something you did more overtly more recently oh yeah absolutely and i mean i guess because he's playing the uh the heel that some of that is excused because of like yeah behavior hypocritical yeah that dawned on me while i said it but at the same time it would be nice for it to be um consistent to like what's actually happening yeah it's still there. Um, yeah, uh, but I, I did. I, I did like him and like the way he came off. I kind of like because you know you're not used to someone talking in that like slow manner. Um, you know, no, definitely it, it, that was cool to me. I thought. Yeah, um, I feel the same way. They could have definitely, like I said, said a lot of better things. Hmm. Would you? So, what do you think? There's uh, two more Mondays before WrestleMania. You still don't think he's going to come back, like to be on Raw? I mean, I he. He really should be on the last Raw before WrestleMania. You know, even if just like a blindside attack or a final confrontation, like whatever, however they want to do it, he definitely should be on Raw, in my opinion, you know, the go home. What about you? I think he should. Um, I, I feel like he would. I, I, I'd be surprised. Unless they run an angle that Batista doesn't want to. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of, I, I mean, I like the, just the nature of, if they do another interview like the way they did, well, I, at least I like the one they did on Monday because it's like, you know, continuing what he's saying on, like, doing this on his terms, like, you come to me kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Up rocks. I sometimes like looking at all the articles that I read throughout the week to help uh, validate or corroborate my thoughts. Yeah, um, that's what they're there for. Yes. Yeah. They're all opinions, so nothing means that they're accurate. But I thought this, uh, this is from Up rocks, and I think that they uh, concised how I was kind of thinking about it pretty well. Uh, Big Dave's got a valid point, and he's trying to stay chill, but he's also the animal and a popular millionaire celebrity who doesn't like being told he's wrong. He manipulated himself into a retirement match against a guy who has never beaten him so he could look good on the way out, instead of looking like an ass getting bodied by The Shield and or Daniel Bryan. He's a bad guy doing bad things for reasons he believes are valid, reasons with enough evidence to support them, even if they aren't objectively true. That's great character work. I hope he powerbombs H into Mega Man particles at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like that up until the last part because Triple H is going to win this match, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we Most I feel, likely. yeah. Who doesn't know that? In fact, when when Batista's alluding to like, oh, I've wanted this match for years, just give it to me. It's like it's great that you're building on something that people know from real life, but anybody who already knew that also, I feel like, knows that Batista wants the match so that he can put Triple H over, which totally undercuts this whole thing. Yeah, I do agree with that. Yeah. But the guy was the guy you just uh, quoted was right. He is he is a bad man. He's actually a bad tista. <laughs> yeah, some of these things I should know just to not say because <laughs> they sound hilarious until I actually say them. Okay. Um. So do you want to talk about Kurt Angle's last match? <sighs> no. <laughs> I don't. I guess you saw Raw Monday because before Raw Monday. I don't know about you, but I definitely wanted to talk about it, you know, because they gave us the week to speculate. Who could it be? You know, Kurt Angle, he's had such an illustrious 20-year career. Why don't we take a week to think about the most appropriate opponent to culminate that career, you know? Before we totally take the air out of all the room and tell you that it's going to be the last person anyone would ever want in that role. 
Yeah, that pretty much does it. Like, we should have known that this was coming because they're of the story, the obvious storyline implications. But the fact that just the fact alone that they gave us a week to think about it, that they promoted for a week, he's going to name his opponent, tells you that it should be something way better than the what the storyline has indicated. Like so for those for, so for those who are not aware, Baron Corbin has been chosen. Thank you. Yes, um, Baron Corbin. I am at the point where I'm so. I mean, I'm, I'm not overly shocked. I did, I did consider this as, as an option. I just didn't think they'd go with it. Right. Um, I'm at the point where I'm, I'm so disenfranchised by it that if Corbin is in his regular, back to his regular ring clothes, I'd be happier. Like if he's <laughs> back to like his lone wolf persona. Yeah. And like in, and not that vest. I, I would be more excited because I'm still not understanding why he's still dressed That's like hilarious. that. Hilarious. Yeah. Because because um, Kurt Angle, the Olympic the Olympic wrestler, he's always wrestled in the the wrestling singlet, the classic wrestling singlet. And you figure at the very least, give him an opponent who at least has the decency and the integrity to wear goddamn ring gear instead of street clothes. That's hilarious. And you're right. Office clothes. Office clothes. Yeah. Yeah. The street. I was. I, yeah. I was being generous when I said street clothes. You're right. Office clothes. Fucking office clothes. Business casual fucking Baron Corbin is going to be Kurt Angle's last opponent. That you, uh, yeah, yeah. You're you're right. That's it's weird. It's a weird observation, but you're absolutely right to make it. Do you think there's any chance they change it though? Because no, they're like because on SmackDown they made it. They started making it a part of this, not a storyline, but they've Tom Phillips literally said uh, social media was outraged, and then Kurt Angle tweeted that I know it's not a popular choice. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think there's a chance that it, it's not going to be him at the end. Or that maybe at WrestleMania itself, it's a quick match and they do something else. I don't know. It could be wishful thinking, but yeah. I, 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 I could totally see the matches happening and it being probably too long and bloated and maybe Critical doesn't even win. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I, am, I am, I don't know, a little optimistic that this is not the final choice. Okay. And it's either not the final choice storyline-wise, and that was the plan, or that it may get changed and they get Baron Corbin out of there somehow. John Cena tweeted on his on his uh, posted on his Instagram because his Instagram for anyone who doesn't know, his Instagram is not logical pictures. They're like very ambiguous. Ooh, they're just like random he's a, pictures. He's a thinking man. He's not in any of the pictures. They're not like personal posts. Like oh, you know, presented this award tonight. It's they're all random, like '80s TV shows or random signs right. and whatnot. Yeah, he's a real abstract thinker. So he posted a picture of Kurt Angle at the Olympics earlier in the week, last week. So people thought that it was going to be John Cena, which would be logical. Naturally, also, yeah. Also, the All-Star Arena is also where John Cena debuted and had that match against Angle. So that was another reason why wow. I was that would have pretty been confident it would be John Cena. Poetic, yeah, that would have been poetic. Um, and then after it was announced, John Cena posted a picture of a fan holding up a sign that said, Baron Corbin is a dumpster fire. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So either he's pissed in real life that it wasn't him and he thought it would be, no, or no, it's still going to be him. There's no way he thought it would be him and was surprised to have Kurt Angle make the announcement. But I think, personally, you're being wishful right now. Like, I, I, I mean, unless, uh, you know, going by the way the announcement happened when Kurt Angle said, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to go with the opponent, not the opponent that I would want to have in my last match, but the opponent that I want to beat in my last match, I think according to storyline, they want this to be a satisfiable last opponent for him. Unless, you know, maybe they're changing because of the reaction, but the idea that they would be surprised by this, you know, reaction, this, the, that, the Baron Corp, when you give us a week to speculate who the last opponent for somebody like a Kurt Angle is going to be, and then you tell us that it's going to be Baron Corbin after a week of speculating, I mean, it's going to go off like a wet fart in church. Best case scenario, obviously. And for th- I, I just it blows my mind that that would have caught them off guard, that reaction, you know? Well, I don't know if it caught them off guard. And that's why I don't know this is all by design and that they knew that that would happen. Well, um, I'm saying, like, if you're, if you, you know, you're saying maybe something is going to change because of the reaction or... Because I'm saying, based on the way he announced it, I think they were hoping for that to be... That they could mold that into a satisfiable last opponent for Kurt Angle. Whatever, whatever fucking crazy whatever the outcome yeah that's yeah yeah you're right maybe i'm wrong it's happened before believe it or not what did she what did you think of the gable angle match uh oh well for starters i thought you know chicago <laughs> chicago might have reacted to the baron corbin wrestlemania announcement a little bit better if they had already known that they were going to be getting the better match that they would have much rathered happen at mania live that night for starters 
you know? Like, they, yeah. they were like, oh, boo, Baron Corbin, that's lame, that sucks. And then he's like, and I'm going to wrestle Chad Gable right now. And it's like, oh, well, shit, I'm here right now. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> like, I, I, it was, I, I thought it was good. It was short. You know, it was short, to answer your question. It, it, you know, it was good for what it was, but it was short. And it, was, it had to have the outcome that it had to have also. I think that Gable deserves an award because Angle is, like, really not Angle anymore. Um, That's a it, good I point. Mean, it was a good match. It, That's it, it a good was point. a good match. Don't get me wrong. No, yeah, it was and, uncharacteristically good for this point in Angle's career. You're right. Yeah, and Gable was, like, essentially throwing himself around the ring to make this, like, a very good match. So I have to give him a lot of credit. That's a yeah, it's a really good point. I'm glad you said that. Um, and it was great to see it. I'm glad that that's a match that we actually got at some point. Yeah. And yeah. I guess that leaves two more weeks of other matches if this is like a retirement tour type of thing and he actually is wrestling every week until WrestleMania. Yeah. Maybe that could lighten the blow. I mean, not for me because I'll fucking have to sit to that shit live. <laughs> um, but maybe to lighten the blow of, like, I doubt they're going to do John Cena versus... Uh, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Right. On, like, not Raw. A, yeah, not on Raw. Especially not when they started it with Apollo Crews, no offense to him. But who could it be that, that, you know, that's a good thing to wish for book, just since we can pretty much expect, you know, the next two weeks of matches. Shelton Benjamin. Oh, yeah, definitely. Another better choice for WrestleMania, he would have been. Yeah. Um, well, then we ran an article about opponents Kurt Angle could pick. I don't know if Baron Corbin was even on the list. I think it was Undertaker, Shelton Benjamin, Chad Gable, Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle was also uh, advocating online to be the opponent. That would have never, never happened. No. Um, but that's got to be, that's got to suck for him. He's so close to, you know, wrestling an idol, but the idol's about to retire. So what are you going to do? Um, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming an idol. Sorry. He also is advocating to retire Brock Lesnar. So he, he's pretty wishful on himself. Yeah. Hey, shoot for the stars. That's what I say. Um, what was I going to say, though? Uh,. With Kurt Angle, oh fuck! Totally lost my train of thought. Go ahead. I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, um, oh, I was thinking about the other opponent, but I, I, I don't know. If, uh, I mean, Jason Jordan, they just like don't even talk about it anymore. I guess he's not important enough to have like a retirement speech. Yeah, because he's just like not there anymore. I think and like the rumors were that he can't wrestle again, but. I don't know. I thought we'd see him at some point in some capacity. Yeah, well, if the rumors are true, and judging by the fact that he hasn't been mentioned, except to be the butt of a joke anytime recently, um, I'm assuming they just want that to be like kind of out of sight, out of mind, except for comedy purposes. Yeah. Um, but Bobby Lashley, they've definitely had some sick matches in TNA, Bobby Lashley. And oh, Angle. yeah. In fact, he's another one I would have chosen easily over uh, Baron Corbin to be his last opponent. Oh, that's what I was going to say a minute ago. Why the fuck would WWE.com run an article teasing better possibilities? Like, it's already bad what I'm saying about they gave us a week to think about. That's already bad enough. Why the fuck would you float nothing but better options out there? I don't... That baffles my mind even further. Well, because I'm not entirely sure that, that the WWE.com staff is is in communication with creative. Well, it should be the other and way around. I, creative I, should I, be I giving realize. them, you know, giving them... Giving them uh, yeah, sometimes they do. It depends. Like, if they do interviews, they're usually in storyline. But then other times, articles you could tell are just written by, like, a random 20-something-year-old dude making, like, $50,000 a year just writing random articles. <laughs> yeah, if I'm that 20-something dude, I'm definitely... I mean, I guess you want to get as much work as you can, but, like, I would definitely, like, hey, here's this article, but by the way, if it's going to be what, you know, the the guy that the storyline's been indicating, then definitely don't post this article because it's full of nothing but better, more inspired ideas. You know, a little stipulation attached, maybe. You know what I mean? Anyway. No, definitely. <laughs> um, so then, so yeah, so next up, SmackDown. They made uh, several new matches uh, for WrestleMania for SmackDown. Last week and this week, we got AJ Orton, which I thought was made last week, but apparently it was made official this week. And Kevin Owens, uh, not Kevin Owens, uh, Shane versus The Miz, obviously. And uh, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio, freshly announced. Um, should we start with Shane versus Miz? Sure. Okay. Um, how did you feel about the way that this has gone down? Fastlane, everything from Fastlane on. Obviously the turn and then what we've heard since. Um, I think at Fastlane it was executed well. I think that... Um I'm still bothered that this is taking up a spot at WrestleMania, but from what yeah. they've given us, I think that uh, 
it's been a story that's been told over several months. It's crazy to think that the only other story that's been told this long for WrestleMania is you can argue Triple H and Batista, but they haven't really talked about SmackDown 1000 as anything to do with their feud. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Ronda and the, and the women's triple threat match. So essentially the main event of WrestleMania is the only other match that's gotten this much worth of story. Um, so, so for that reason, and with the people involved and Shane being Shane, I think that it, it's been... It's been interesting. I think that his promo last week, uh, Shane's first promo as a heel was really good. I like that a lot. Me too. And then this week, uh, I don't know. I thought the Miz's acting was a little too much. I've, he's got, he's getting praise for it online. I thought, I mean, it was, it wasn't a bad promo. It was a little too corny for me. Um, yeah, I think he had like phases of like really good aggression and like whatnot, but, um, I agree. It was definitely a little over the top. Like when it, they're chanting, you deserve it. And he says, yes, I do deserve it. But Shane doesn't like, dude, come on. Yeah. It was it's, just a little overkill. It's okay for them to say it. <laughs> I mean, it's not really, it's kind of off putting for them to say you deserve it really in most cases, but you know, faces shouldn't say it about themselves for starters. Um, yeah. Miz's promo was good. Uh, he was, I like that he was, he kind of had, uh, this similar kind of energy as he has when he's at it, you know, when he's a heel and he's having those like really, um, impassioned promos. So I like that he didn't change his presentation too much. He just kind of tweaked it. And, um, but yeah. That's I, what Kevin I, Owens said too, I feel like. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Um, in fact, I might think Miz is pulling it off a little bit better. Kevin Owens, I... Unfortunately, I feel like he's trying a little too hard this week, but we'll talk about that segment on SmackDown. But yeah, I, I yeah, I know what you're saying about Miz being over the top. Like I, I, I think I like it a little bit more than you. But um, again, I, it can't be understated that it sucks that this match, this singles match, is taking up WrestleMania real estate. Like when you look at, you know, they made the match official last week on SmackDown. When you look at the WrestleMania card at that point, like who's on it and who's not at that point. It's really a travesty that Shane McMahon is anywhere near it. But with that being said, you know, I like him. I, I just, I, I guess I'm, I'm going to keep saying that. I'm going to have to keep stipulating that for this match because it's just such a travesty. I mean, yeah, as you know. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. Like, especially looking at when the match was made, like who wasn't on the card at that point. It's like, ah, oh, geez, most of the phenomenal talent that are underappreciated weren't on the card at that point. But Shane McMahon was. So, priorities. Yeah. Um, so then we'd move on to, uh, Randy Orton and AJ. Yeah. This is another case of the match has not been overdone. I think there's only been about, we talked, well, 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 this is well, we the match that you, week, that you teased, right? Earlier in was, the show. Yeah. No, actually it was not. Oh, the match that you said we've seen no, a couple no. times. Oh, oh, no. that's the match I thought you were talking about. That's another match. Oh on boy. Oh boy. Um, well, I mean, there's not that many options left for <laughs> matches that could be on the WrestleMania card that have happened before. Right. Uh, not, not, not even, not one on, well, even AJ and Orton have happened, uh, before WrestleMania 33, Randy won, and then AJ beat him to get into the, uh, Royal Rumble match. Uh, but that was also a, a gauntlet, uh, not a gauntlet, a fatal fight way, I believe. Yeah. Um, AJ won that one. And then they had Orton kind of picking up victories, both. He pinned him twice. He pinned him at elimination chamber. And in the gauntlet match like he, before elimination chamber. Remember he RKO out of nowhere, right? Oh, that was AJ that he pinned. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, that was um, why I thought you teased it. Yeah, so but it hasn't been. There's only been like one official singles match, and even that was still uh, wasn't like based on a feud. The promo last week was incredible. We said, yeah, um, yeah, uh, uh, didn't get heard. Best but of the years, yeah, yeah, easily. And um, I'm excited for it. I think uh, it could be really good. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, I think it will be really good. Yeah, I agree. I think and it I, will be I really feel good. like everyone is looking forward to how what type of RKO there is. Yeah, he's gonna hit the RKO. Uh, the phenomenal forum has he done that yet? He did do that. Well, well, well. At elimination chamber, he kind of like caught him and hung him off the ropes. So it oh. wasn't like he did it in midair. So I'm, there's still room for like a cooler. That was weird when they did that, and I thought maybe that might have just been a little quirky execution at the time when that happened. But now I'm thinking it would be kind of cool if they did that to save the actual catch RKO from the phenomenal forum for WrestleMania. You know. Because they have to, yes. they have to do that spot. The only question is, is that going to be the end of the match? And we know that AJ Styles has resigned a WWE contract. Yes, yes, which, which is exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, I you know I have been saying that they would have been crazy not to resign him, but yet it's still 
fucking awesome. Just for peace of mind. Um, so, yeah, the world isn't as crazy as I sometimes think it is, at least. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, the U.S. title match, this was strange to me that Ray just made this announcement. Uh, not the least of which being because he did so with his son, who towers over him randomly for some reason. Do you have any idea what yeah, that was about? So, yeah, so we remember Dominic from the famed Eddie Guerrero storyline. Right, right. The, well, um, the infamous. He <laughs> yeah. is training to be a wrestler i believe they said that i mean i knew it but sort they of alluded that? to it yeah right sort of alluded to yeah it. um i think he definitely is getting pushed into this feud there's well, no way that he would just randomly be there to announce this match with ray i thought he was gonna announce a retirement match by the way yeah well i mean i could see why you'd think that's weird to have his son there suddenly um you think I, I mean i don't know about you i think dominic is one million percent you know, on the heels of being attacked by Samoa Joe, right? Absolutely. Like, that has to happen next week or in the go-home SmackDown. Oh, totally. Otherwise, I just, I don't get it. Especially because they were literally saying how Samoa Joe's a, a bully, you know, when he made the announcement. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not totally convinced this is going to stay a singles match. I hope not. I sincerely hope not. But if it's not, I can think of easily better ways to have set this match up, you know? Definitely. Because they kind of have set up the solo match by having Ray pin Joe like a week or two ago in a tag match and Joe get really upset about it after the match. I was definitely still hoping for Ray versus Andrade one-on-one and Samoa Joe versus John Cena one-on-one. You know, I was thinking maybe Ray would get a shot at Samoa Joe before WrestleMania on SmackDown, have Andrade cost him. Maybe have Zelina come out to distract Ray, but that isn't going to cost him, but then Andrade also comes out and fucks Ray over, and then you set up, like, an actual WrestleMania match, mask versus hair between them, and then Joe could be left for Cena, but... Yeah, that would have been a lot better. It's not to be, obviously. Were you going to say something about this match? Um, I mean, I think it'll be a good match. I'm happy that if it does say singles match, I think it's a high profile match for Joe for his, it'll be his WrestleMania debut, which is crazy to think. Yeah. Um, yeah. About damn time. And, uh, yeah, I, I just think in this case, I, I'm usually all for singles matches at WrestleMania, but in this case, I would not be upset if Andrade gets added. I just don't know how he does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, he has to pin Joe, I imagine, or maybe pin Ray between now and then. To even have an argument. Yeah. But hopefully he does that. Yeah, I agree with you. That would be better in this case. Um, totally. Yeah, so I guess John Cena, if anything, would more likely at this point be doing the Kurt Angle thing that you talked about earlier. Because I was, you know, he was, to me, he was more, because they literally were talking about him. Like, with the R-Truth talking about him and to Samoa Joe talking about him, to me, only makes sense if he's ultimately going to be involved because of this feud's proximity to WrestleMania. So that's why I was tending to think he would more likely be there if, in fact, he's going to be at WrestleMania. But I guess, given everything we're talking about, that's changing. Apparently, yeah. Maybe they do have John Cena. I mean, because Elias said he'll be the musical guest when he was on Raw, and I've already booked an Undertaker run-in. But maybe they do John Cena instead of Undertaker? Didn't they, they already kind of did John that Cena last not being, year. Right? I can't see John Cena not being... At, I can see John Cena being... I could see The Undertaker not being on WrestleMania a lot more than I could see John Cena. Yeah, definitely. The Undertaker is... Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, we have reason to think The Undertaker won't be there. Um, we ho- hope that he will, obviously. Well, I mean, we have reason to think that he will because he's been on the production trucks. Yeah. Which yeah, we, doesn't well, mean that he will, but I mean, I also... Most of the time, promotional material includes people who will be there. People who will be there. Right, right, right. Um, which also leads into... Uh, on Raw, uh, I know we're going from show to show, but there Please. was a Strowman Balor versus Russian Leo. Uh, not Russian Leo. Russian Lashley. <laughs> and, um, Rush and Lashley. It, you, you would have thought from the segment that Strowman is going to be facing Lashley at WrestleMania. He should. Because it was all about him. Yeah, he should. Um, well, I mean, it'd be better than what's Strowman what he's gonna be do. doing, which yeah. is the Andre Battle Royal and a run-in with oh the my SNL God. people. Um, Way better than that. Way better than but that. But that would also leave Balor with nothing to do, and Balor is also being shown as a demon on WWE Network promotional material. Well, yeah, and in tandem with Undertaker on the truck, I mean, we might as well say we've been talking about maybe having Undertaker versus Demon Balor at WrestleMania, right? 
Yeah, but you and I, I, I mean, yeah, we have. I don't think that's happening. I think if anything, it'd be Demon Balor versus Lashley and yeah. Undertaker in the Elias segment. Man, Lashley versus Strowman, or even Lashley and Rush in a handicap match versus Strowman, would be so much better by itself than Demon Balor versus Lashley, in my opinion. Let alone if they got Undertaker to fight Demon Balor. Like we're just. You know, we're so, we're just, it's, it's just, it's impossible not to be a million times more wishful always on this show. Oops, sorry, I hit the button by accident. It's impossible not to be wishful as fuck always. They leave us no choice. Right, but if Undertaker Balor's off the table, like Balor and Lashley as Demon Balor is a lot, makes a lot more sense than Strowman. Right, Lashley. yeah, you're right. It just still sucks, in my opinion. Really, for all involved parties. Yeah, I mean, I'll be happy to see. Demon Balor at WrestleMania. Hopefully, yeah. if that's it'll be my first time seeing that live. So nice, that'd be cool. So that'll be um, good. yeah. What else do we have? Best of luck to you for that. <laughs> well, thanks. Um, I'm sure seeing Demon Balor versus The Undertaker wouldn't be something you'd like a thousand times better. <clears throat> Alistair Black wasn't on Raw this week. I thought that was weird. He was conducting business in the Netherlands. That was very ominous to me. Yeah, I mean, people deserve weeks off. So if that's all it is, then good for him. But I don't know. That was weird. Um, Definitely. Ricochet beat Jinder Mahal. Revival was seen backstage. I'm thinking that it's going to be Aleister Black and Ricochet versus Revival. At WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or on the pre-show. More and they would have to win, so that means that they would stay as a tag team. Well, yeah, if they're the tag team champions, in theory. Um, so I almost want them to lose. <laughs> it's, it's a, Yeah. Yeah, I can see why you would say that. I mean, this is Vince's fault for putting us in this position, but... Yeah, we, we yeah, he does this to us. We we have to root against the things we really want for reasons we don't quite understand, but... Right. In any case, here we are. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I guess I would have to agree with you for that. They should lose. Ricochet and, and Aleister Black, who just got brought up to the main roster, should lose their first WrestleMania match. Thank you for that, Vince. <sighs> Thank you for making me say those words just now. I truly appreciate it. Because, you know, he's got he's to gotta show us the... Uh, he's got to help us out, realize the, the difficult truths or whatever the, whatever the fuck he was talking about last week and then this week. Let's talk about Kofi and Vince. Right now? If you're ready, yeah. Um, I was trying to segue it. Like, you know, these, this is the... Vince helps us realize the difficult realities and the hard truths, but I can't remember his exact wording from last week when he basically told Kofi to go fuck himself. Yes. Um, okay, we you can o- do that. You obviously differ on how I feel about this, which I think I've kind of alluded to so far today. Um, yeah, well, I think how you feel about it is exactly how you're supposed to feel about it. Yeah. I mean... But I realize... Does it help that I realize that? Like, I realize... It's just it's just a bridge way too far, in my opinion. Like, they're, they're, Vince McMahon is resentful of the fact that faces, natural organic faces with a real legitimate buzz, are never going to happen because of him from now on ever again. They're only ever going to happen in spite of him because he, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, and he understands that, and he resents the fuck out of it. So in cases like this, he's like, oh, okay, Kofi, Kofi wow, Kofi Kingston, we're all on board for Kofi, okay. That means Kofi is fucking Superman, right? That means Kofi is Super Cena on acid times 10, right? So that means every face has to has to sing Kofi's praises and 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 Kofi can literally single-handedly beat every top heel on the show back to back half of them while he's on fumes that's what we all wanted right right I'm with you it's like for me he's he's you know being a parody of of what he thinks we want that's my problem with this and so if everything I just said is truly what I meant to be thinking I guess he wins this round but personally I doubt he'd understand what I just said let alone well he did win um and isn't it clearly. more i mean i'm He's the best at everything more intrigued to see now how he gets in the match since we know the match is still going to happen and also if this is the story that we're presented daniel bryan should not be losing to kofi kingston after going through an announced table and five elite competitors i agree with that so logistically speaking he he should have lost yeah and in the situation they booked him into he should have lost the problem is that he shouldn't have been booked into it obviously for me Go ahead. Sorry. So you just think he should have just won? No, no, I don't think he should have had to. No, I think no, I think he should have just had like some odds stacked against him. He should have ultimately made the match. I think when when 
when he won the gauntlet, which it, it, it was ridiculous, the things he had to do. The people, the, he had to beat Randy Orton clean after he's beaten four other guys. Eric Rowan, out of everyone he fought last night, Eric Rowan is the one they protected with the DQ finish. Like, just, you know, none of that should have happened. None of that should, he shouldn't have been booked into that position, let alone actually valiantly fight his way out of it clean. And he especially shouldn't have, you know, beaten Daniel Bryan after that because he shouldn't have been in that situation. And it's especially weird because we all knew that was going to happen. We all know that this situation is going to result in a match where Kofi Kingston fights for the title against Bryan at Mania. We all know that. Even with that being said, we all know during the gauntlet, Kofi's going to somehow overcome the odds. And yet, somehow, we also have a sneaking suspicion that he's going to still get fucked over because we still have two weeks of time to kill. And that's literally the only way Vince McMahon knows how to tell story. I mean, I didn't think, I I did not expect, I wasn't checking the time. I was watching a DVR, so I didn't think that was going to happen, personally. You didn't think, so you Um, thought Kofi was going to, what did you think was going to happen? I thought the same thing that was going to happen that happened in the, in the, in the first call. He was just going to win. And then and he would just get would the shot. I never think that he would beat all those people. Like, realistically speaking, even without Daniel Bryan, he probably, that was ridiculous. Um, yeah, I don't think it was ridiculous. was protected. I think that the way Corey Gray's framed it is the way that it was meant. That uh, I think the whole point is that Bryan is in on this with Vince. I think that this is juxtaposing Brian, what Brian went through. Brian went through a table at WrestleMania 30. He was a B plus player. I think that that is all great. I like all that story stuff. I think it's yeah. very nuanced. I like that a lot, dude. Um, that's that's how Rowan, I should have introduced this whole thing. That promo by Brian on Tuesday was awesome. Sorry, go ahead. It was, and I think that that has a big part of the storyline. I think that he's working with Vince. I think that he knew all along that this would happen, and that Rowan wasn't protected for himself as a superstar on the roster they care about, but because he's Daniel Bryan's uh, muscle. And that I think, yeah, and again, I may still, be giving them credit, but you are. It, it was all in, it was all intentional. Um, and then also, what they didn't say is, um, I sent you the New Day video that they did as an exclusive. I don't know if you watched it or not. Yeah, I watched but it. But they kind of not that it's an angle they're going to run on TV, but the story that they gave after it and the way Biggie was so impassioned and. Kofi, I, I don't know. I like it. I like the story a lot. I think I think it came out of nowhere. No, Randy Orton style. Yeah, it wasn't planned. And I think that the way they're telling it is, yeah, it may be predictable and common Vince, but clearly right now this is just what he wants to be doing to his top superstars, which is stupid from a business perspective, but we don't look at it like that. He's just the evil boss. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I, I, I liked it. Um, I thought that it was it, it took me on an emotional roller coaster. And when Brian pinned him, uh, even though I didn't think Brian should have lost, I was still really surprised. Yeah. And that paired with the New Day video, I don't know. I'm a fan. Okay. I mean, it's just it's just too much, a bit too much for me. Like, e- even with the New Day video, like, you know, it's just such a bizarre dynamic. Like, the things they're saying, they're absolutely right in that, let's say that backstage video where they're they're saying, like, this is ridiculous, we should leave. Nobody, you know, he doesn't own us. Nobody should be under somebody's thumb like this. That is all correct, 100%, absolutely. And what they can't say is, well, you know, he owns the Monopoly in wrestling. If we want to be big stars, like right now we're established big stars in wrestling. Whether or not we enjoy the specifics of our exact situation, you know, like we obviously can't say that, but that's like the implication of why, you know, the reason that they have not to leave. But it's like... I don't know. He almost loses my respect a little bit for continuing to tolerate this shit. Like the the right thing to do at this point feels like they should walk out. You know, for me, like that's it's just it's 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 an understatement to say it's way too many odds that were stacked against him. It's an understatement to say that it's ridiculously insane that he was able to overcome them cleanly, and it's an understatement to say that you know Vince McMahon. It, it's just it's just so. Um, exaggerated. You know, it's an exaggerated version of a story that we've already been seeing for 20 years. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. But um, with all that being said, I love Daniel Bryan's addition to it. Like, he definitely makes it way better with the B-plus player and all the parallels and everything. And I love your idea that he's working with Vince. I mean, I guess they're they're basically pretty much telling us that now that you mention it. Um, but still, it doesn't change the fact for me, you know. No, fair enough. I, I see your point of view. I don't disagree with it. I just, um, I think that the way that they've done it is, um, I don't know, more nuanced than it should be based upon the fact that this was not the planned match two months ago. Yeah. 
That's definitely true. I can't argue with that. But speaking of which, you know, we'll talk about Kevin Owens. You know, I can't help but feel bad for him in all this, too. Yeah, I wonder what he's going to do. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be in the Andre Battle Royal, probably. Maybe host the Kevin Owens show, you know? Like, he's going to do... These, I think these are, unfortunately, the best we can hope for at this point for him. For somebody that was literally supposed to be brought back to a triumphant return fighting the champion at Mania. Like, that's just heartbreaking for me. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm pro Kofi, but like, I can't ignore I like the KO show, though. I like the KO show, though. He kind of did stuff like that on the indies. Yeah, yeah, I like the KO show. Um, Let's talk about that segment on SmackDown, because... This kind of epitomizes for me the degree to which I, I maybe you feel differently, but I feel like they have totally they have totally exhausted the audience with the idea of Becky versus Ronda versus Charlotte at WrestleMania. Like I, I think they've you know they've totally taken for granted Becky's buzz and their their desires to get Charlotte into the situation and. They've just, the convoluted nature of the story and how it just got more convoluted week by week for all this time. I feel like at this point, we still have weeks to go until WrestleMania, but I was like, I couldn't couldn't have been more excited about this match. Or, you know, even, you know, just the prospect of Becky and Ronda in a main event match at Mania at Rumble. And even with my getting discouraged about Charlotte's edition, I can't believe how much I'm not excited about this match any longer with still weeks to go. We're not even there yet. Like, are, are... Am I crazy, or, or do you know you know what I mean? How, how do you feel about um, this? I think you're being a bit negative. Well, yeah, I'm being a bit negative, but, but you know, they overexposed us to Becky. They totally took her for granted. And now you have Kevin Owens on the Kevin Owens show. Like, I don't know. He just he had no choice but to try to put himself in the middle of a story that obviously has nothing to do with him. And, like, when he's... I don't know. He just Becky, they're, they're, they've taken Becky for granted so much that... When it's time for Becky to attack Charlotte because of what she just said, it's so obvious to all of us that Kevin Owens literally has to say, oh, hang on, Becky, before you do what we all know you're going to predictably do right now, let me go ahead and get out of the ring. Okay, I'm out of the ring. Go ahead and do what you're going to predictably do, and she does it. Did you get that impression? Um, a little. I, I'm, I'm confused with the fascination of, of attacking security people. Suddenly, that's, yeah. That's, a, that's an odd wrinkle added into it. Very. Uh but it did add some, um, I don't know, kind of like if Ronda can do it, why shouldn't I be able to? Um, also, yeah. it was security, yeah. not a referee, so she shouldn't be fined for it. Corey Graves was like, oh, fines are being <laughs> given out. I don't really think, it's not the first time security's been beaten up. Yeah, no, definitely. The guardians of the security. I was, I was literally um, the security of the indie scene. Um, I absolutely think that the story got convoluted. I think that they could do an entire WWE Network documentary on... Starting from Ronda Rousey's debut, her rise to the Women's Championship, Nia Jax, Alexa Bliss, get to SummerSlam, that's where she wins, that's where Becky becoming the man began, Mm -hmm. the heel turn. Well, attempted heel turn. Go to October, uh, September rather, you go to her winning the Women's Championship. October, you go to Evolution. I really wish at Evolution that um, Becky, because she was still heelish then, I wish that her and Ronda Rousey got into like a face-off and like all the women on the stage had to like pull them apart um, oh my god it still yeah. could have been like it still could have been like the moment they wanted with all the women but it would have very nicely eased into survivor series if that match would have happened but at that point it was still happening yeah um i, I re- think that would have been a great starting point for it i remember at evolution when as they're going off the air with all the women on the stage i literally was i was dying to have becky lynch suddenly attack ronda rousey and beat the fuck out of her nxt style i remember now just since you say that in passing so yeah you're totally right sorry go ahead um and then you lead to Nia Jax, which is really why all of this is even happening, because we know that Ronda and Charlotte was always the match. Yeah. And, you know, Becky picking Charlotte, which for me is still a sore spot in the story, because I wish that she didn't do that. I wish that, if anything, it would have been better if she was picked by Vince or someone to further the storyline of why Charlotte's in this match now. Yeah, in hindsight. Um, but I think in hindsight, Becky's character probably also regrets that decision, you know? Yeah, I mean, they could say that, because it kind of, it's it's a feather in Charlotte's cap to say that, well, you're the one who picked me for, why did you pick me then, if you're so mad that they're picking me for this? Yeah, and Becky um, could say, well, we all make mistakes, I'm only human, but oh boy, didn't you go on to drop the ball by just throwing the match out the window with a DQ finish? Yeah, I mean, but Charlotte, Becky could say. But Charlotte can also say that Charlotte's the first opponent that Ronda couldn't be in X amount of time. And that, yeah, Charlotte took that way out. Um, it wasn't for a title. And that she always wanted revenge. And then the next month, you had Ronda costing them both the title. 
Royal Rumble, you had, you know, Charlotte still lasting to, to the end, getting thrown out. And then that's when you started the whole Becky injury angle, the suspension, Vince picking oh. Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, who, again, she well, didn't pick Dana Brooke. He picked one of the most accomplished female wrestlers in the company. Almost ever at this point in the short <laughs> four years she's been there. Okay, yeah. Um, yep. And I don't know. You go from there. You have the whole crutch beating incident at Elimination Chamber. And then you have finally we get to Becky and Charlotte at Fastlane. The only other flub for me is also Stephanie's making the title match at Fastlane initially and then giving the title back to Ronda. That, that, that segment is like the only thing I hate in the story. That whole thing. Yeah. How Ronda was just given the title back out of nowhere, and then the match was changed from a title match to if Charlotte is still in it. It should have been whichever one wins gets in it, if Stephanie wanted to start playing fair randomly. Hmm. So Charlotte isn't guaranteed a spot in, um, because she's already kind of deviating from being a heel. So the heel thing, as a heel authority figure, is to let Charlotte stay in the match regardless, because it doesn't make sense. And that's the whole point, that Becky already earned her match, she won the Rumble, Granted, Charlotte was the runner-up. It wasn't like she was eliminated fifth or something. Um, but Becky won the Rumble, so that spot should have been locked. That's yeah. part of the story. Yeah. So that's to- another part. I wish that it was whichever one won. Yeah. And then you could have had Ronda just beat them up equally, and that's how the triple threat came about. Yeah. It's so not- everything I said there is going from August, and there's only, for me, two things that I probably would have changed. Um, well, I do- And then now you have Ronda and this heel character. She was phenomenal on Monday, I thought. Um, another wrinkle that I'm not so sure about is Travis Brown being integrated into this. I, don't, I have a feeling he's going to play a part in the match. I have to assume now, that's her husband's name? Yes. Okay, sorry. go ahead. Uh, and he's a UFC like active fighter, so that's another weird thing. <laughs> um, I also don't like that her character... Need, I don't see Sable helping Brock Lesnar. That's kind yeah. of how I, I would compare that. Well, it's not It's not a necessarily a fact of needs. It was just that he was there, so that's naturally who she's going to... you know. Like, uh, you know, go towards... Yeah, but even showing them backstage. Like, we've never seen her backstage with him before. Why now is he backstage with her? Holding her hand. I don't know. It just gave me a no, different yeah. element. Like, that. this is not the time to, in- to to introduce that for me. When she's a heel. Yeah. When she should be like a badass assassin by herself. Unless um, they, you know, have an idea that involves him, like, I guess, at WrestleMania. Not that they should either way, but I'm just saying maybe that's why it's happening. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's definitely possible. Yeah. Um, just because you went through all that, I'm just, there's a number of things that I don't like about this. Obviously, I still think and always will that the match should have been Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey just reading the room. That was what the the vast majority of fans were pining for, the one-on-one match. Um, I mentioned to you over texting over the week, the fact that this match, you know, again, there's a bunch of matches made for WrestleMania. Most of them are singles matches featuring men. One of them is a women's match, and it's the only multi-person match. So there's also that aspect of it for me, on top of the fact that it, I think, was just it was a perfect one-on-one story if there were no outside agendas affecting it. And especially the way that you had Becky win the Rumble by throwing out Charlotte, then you have them have an epic one-on-one confrontation the next night. If your plan is to do the three-way, you damn sure don't do that. You're, you're a fucking moron if you do that. If you If you... Start out the build for the match that nobody wants by teasing the match we all do. Like, what, 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 what are you doing there? And I think, honestly, if you wanted to remove Becky from it for a little while, like you said, just for the sake of the integrity of the Royal Rumble, to, it's only the second women's Royal Rumble ever, you need to uphold the winner. That's, you know, very few things are absolutely sacred in wrestling. Royal Rumble winner fights the champion at Mania should never be considered to be negotiable. Should always be, you know, guaranteed as an absolute certainty. Yeah. So if you're going to take want to take Becky out of it and just have it be Charlotte versus Ronda for a little while, even though we all ultimately knew Becky was going to be added back into it, you should have just fucking had Charlotte win the Rumble. You know, in my opinion, honestly. Would you be okay with that, though? No, I would fucking when, hate when it. When it happened. I would fucking hate it. But if you're going to do the triple threat, then, then, then fucking tell the triple threat story. If you're going to remove Becky from the match, then fucking tell a story where she's not obligated, she's not obliged to have the match that you want her to be, be supposedly removed from. That's, you know, that's what I'm saying. I would have hated it, but at least it would have made fucking sense. And it would have protected the integrity of, 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 you know, an institution within the world of WWE. But that institution has its integrity threatened several times throughout. Its yeah, but those history. are Not- exceptions. Those are exceptions. This feels like this feels like a, a precedent for a new rule when it's only one year into the women's rumbles. 
You know, like next year, next year, the women's, next year, the women's rumble, I'm going to say, don't get your hopes up. Whoever wins that thing, I'd say, uh, yeah, great, great. You won the rumble. Now all you have to do is not get suspended for a reason that is totally out of your control. Don't get your hopes up. I don't think, I don't think gender should matter. Sex should matter. The, The women's rumble was considered the 35th rumble to happen ever, not the second women's royal rumble. Just because okay. it was the second women's for me doesn't matter. It's a match that has been a match since 1988, and the fact that it was just the second women's one, I get where your mind is going, but I personally don't view it that way. Okay, I mean it's just it, it's a company that is is impossibly overdue to get with the times as far as gender equality. So that's that's a big part of it for me, you know. Like yeah, gee, no, I, that's that's I, all. And I um. I, I liked Ronda, and also I'm more excited for the match now because I'm interested to see how Ronda's new character plays into this. I guess, yeah. I mean, so yeah. What what is her character though? Because I thought I thought I, I maybe I got the wrong impression, but I thought she was a big fan of Rowdy Roddy Piper. But her character seems to be talking about how wrestling is fake and uh, scripted, and that she's above it all, which seems very un Rowdy Roddy Piperly, right? Well, I mean, it, it's a heel turn, so I'm, I'm kind of thinking that she's abandoning that old aesthetic now. Okay, so Rowdy Roddy Piper never won heel? Is that, are, did he say these things when he was heel? He didn't, obviously. And he was heel for most of his career. Sorry. He didn't. I'm sorry. I don't think because her aesthetic and, and, and merchandising looked like him that this has anything to do with Rowdy Roddy Piper. I guess it's just you know I'm if, not, if I'm you're not, gonna I'm I, I don't that. I don't understand like uh, why did you adopt his name if if never mind I, I don't I don't like that whole this is fake aspect of it like you know I mean you can never like it but I don't think that has anything to do with him okay but forgetting about Piper in Infinity War if Thanos was like ah oh, you guys should stop trying to get this gauntlet and these Infinity Stones because we're in a movie anyway this is scripted it's all fake so don't even worry about it Avengers that's what Ronda Rousey has been saying about wrestling lately in my opinion fair enough <laughs> i mean i know <laughs> all right yeah. yeah that's my hot take for the week uh so we've uh you wanted the, to uh, women's tag yeah. team titles yeah yes yes is this match okay. go- is this be yeah, well i but yeah i never know who's going to introduce the topic is this match going to be i mean we we can probably safely say it's going to be a multi-woman's multi-brand match, right? It's going to be the Champions versus Raw versus SmackDown versus Legends, quote-unquote, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, they already... Beth and Natalia... Beth looks amazing, by the way. Um, yeah. She's always behind a commentary desk, so all I ever see is her face, but looks I great. I would say always behind a commentary desk, but yeah. yeah well, she does I look mean, good. When I see her, right. she's not standing. She's hidden. Right. Um, so they, Beth and Natalia straight up challenged Boston Hub Connection. And it was a little weird for me. I thought the promo was fine, especially for Beth and not giving a live in-ring promo for years. So that was good. Um, it was okay. It was okay. But I don't know why they're talking about how it's based on respect. And then I feel like they were starting to dig at each other. Um, it added a personal element to it, but it was just weird that the way they began to present and then where it went. Yeah. And then Naya and Tamina came out and then there was a match with Sasha and Natalia. Naya and Tamina come into play and then at the end they say, we'll see you at WrestleMania, but why would we see you at WrestleMania? You just lost to them. Like, what about hmm. that segment made us believe that you'll see that, like, was that a challenge issued? That was confusing. Yeah. The commentary team didn't pick it up. It was just like the last thing she said awkwardly and then that was it. That was weird. Yeah, it was very um, weird. And then SmackDown I liked a lot more because my girls were in it. Yeah. We had the Iconics versus Sasha and Bailey. The Iconics won, which I was actually worried that they would keep it a triple threat match and just have Sasha and Bailey show up on SmackDown to do the whole like every brand thing. Yeah. But nope. And beat the Iconics. Iconics. Won. Yeah, I was thinking that too. And, but yeah. uh, definitely a fatal four ways happening. I still wish that, I mean, we know, well, we don't know, but spoiler alert for NXT TakeOver New York. Uh, I hate that it's that title, by the way, and not Brooklyn, like it's always yeah. been. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> it is going to be uh, Shayna Baszler defending against Bianca Belair, Kairi Sane, and Io Shirai in a fatal four-way match. Yeah, it's going to be fucking awesome. So I was hoping, last podcast, I said that I would have liked if it was, you know, Beth. I mean, I would prefer Beth and Natalya over Nia and Tamina. So that's a Raw team. Iconic, the SmackDown team. And then um, they have a team name, but I can't think of it. So uh, Io, Io Shirai and Kairi. Yeah. I think that would have been cool at WrestleMania to have like an interbrand completely match. Um, yeah, but it would have been. Obviously, that can't happen. 
It would have been better than the match we're going to get, I think. Um, I don't like the idea that these titles can even be defended in NXT, for starters. Um, yeah, I, you didn't like it. You didn't like it when I said that could be a thing before it was a thing. Yeah. I, I mean, for it stands out that this is the only title that is just totally universal, pun intended. And also, I, I don't like that they're doing these women's titles now. Because, you know, you're... you're I mean, really, it's Asuka. When, when you... Asuka beat Becky Lynch, the hottest, biggest star in the company, at least at the time. And she's been just doing nothing, basically. Being not challenged. Having having a feud with, no offense to Mandy and Sonya, but the scraps of, NXT, of, of, of SmackDown Live for WrestleMania, apparently. It's just a, an absolute sham and a travesty. And I think that if this women's title situation weren't going on right now, you would have more options for Asuka to actually have a real legitimate threat contender and an actual good match at WrestleMania, which, I mean, it's an understatement to say is what should be happening as opposed to what is happening. So I realize I'm kind of joining two things that otherwise are unrelated, but I think one has to do with the other, and I definitely don't think they should have done these titles now. Um, yeah, I mean, I would have been happy if the first champion was granted at WrestleMania. Um, I don't know how Oscar has anything to do with this, though, because... Because she's. I mean, I guess you're thinking that Sasha and Bailey would have been good opponents for Asuka, but I mean, incidentally, that's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, Charlotte and Becky are only facing Ronda because of the one feud, so I don't think that they would just cross brands for every title, a women's title. Yeah, I just, you know, maybe they should for WrestleMania. You know, we we already have enough parameters, enough enough guidelines that this crazy old man feels like we have to live up to, like. Maybe, you know, brand lines should be a little bit looser when it's around WrestleMania time and we're trying to put on the biggest show of the year. Just my opinion. Yeah. All right. But, um, and then with that being said, I, uh, I also feel like, I mean, no offense to Beth Phoenix, but like, I feel like her, like I feel with Shane McMahon. Like when you look at who's on the WrestleMania card right now, with, when you look at who's not and you consider that Beth Phoenix is, it's just like, what? What are we? What are we? What are we doing here, guys? Because I think we're losing sight of our ultimate goal, you know, entertainment. But they're in a multi-woman match. It's not like it's like a separate reserve spot where, like, people were wondering if it would be Nia and Tamina versus Beth and Natty in a separate match. That would be an issue. It's not. It's a part of a women's tag team title match, and the women's tag team titles would have been defended regardless. So, I mean, yeah, I don't think I she's, she's relevant in that case. So, not only does Beth Phoenix, as a part timer, get a spot on WrestleMania, valuable real estate. She also gets a tag team title opportunity. It's great for her. Don't get me wrong. But you know who's not on the card right now? Naomi. You know who's not on the card? Carmella. Lana. I mean, I'm not huge advocates for any of those women, but they damn sure deserve a spot over Beth Phoenix, in my opinion. I mean, she's not, she's just, you know, she's a legend, quote unquote. Well, and you could argue she's that a legend, Andrade quote unquote. deserves a spot over Batista, <laughs> too. Yeah, but did you hear those? So it's the do, same do, argument. Do, do you hear. How it's not the same argument. You don't hear how different the arguments are. I mean, Andrade. I love Andrade. Lana and Beth Phoenix. I think if you did a poll, it would be unanimously in Beth Phoenix's favor. Unanimously. Yeah, Lana wasn't the best example. Um, my point or is, Naomi. my point is, people. Or Carmella. My point is, honest. my point is, people that are around during the year, people that are and have been around and in people's conscience for a year, for usually people that are usually around. Part-timers coming out of the woodwork. I mean, when it's a Batista, I'll have a lot easier time overlooking it than I will when it's a quote-unquote legend like Beth Phoenix. Allegedly, as I like to say. Yeah, I don't know. It's still, I, I mean, I have the same opinion that it's a, a match that would have happened regardless. And there's like three people that you named who could be in there in place of her. And Carmella and uh, Naomi weren't even an actual team. They were put together in a chamber match for no apparent reason. So I'm not. I don't Beth want them. Have like, I don't want to have history. I don't want them in this match necessarily. I'm just saying, you know, I I just think they deserve a spot more than a Beth Phoenix. But that's just my opinion. Obviously, we disagree clearly. Um, yeah, I mean WrestleMania. It's a thing that WrestleMania calls back people for one night only. Yeah, it's big like part of the- big part time stars. Yes, they do. I don't know what Beth Phoenix has to do with that. No offense. Okay, <laughs> it's just my opinion on her. I mean, I, you know, she was good for what she was, but she wasn't, I don't know. Um, Braun in the Andre Battle Royal, and I guess, you know, Kevin Owens, Mustafa Ali, are they going to wind up in the Andre Battle Royal, you think? Yeah, I think so. They have to, right? What, uh, Unless they do a big angle for the U.S. title and it turns into a ladder match. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. 
That's what I was thinking. But uh, SmackDown kind of took the wind out of those sails for me because they pretty they seem to have pretty definitively uh, promoted it as a singles match. But I was thinking they would either do the four way that they had already done a couple times with the U.S. title and sub in John Cena for our truth. Or even do a version of that and add, like, Kevin Owens and Mustafa Ali. I was thinking the same thing. They might wind up doing a multi-man match, but looks like it's not happening now, right? I don't think so. All right, cool. All right, so uh, are we good for this week? I think so, yeah. Somehow? All right, cool. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for Wishful Booking. My name is Liam McNulty. You can follow me on Twitter, at up to 11 My name is Jimmy Moorcraft. You can follow me on Twitter, at Dr. Moorcraft. You can like us on Facebook and Twitter at Wishful Booking and email in wishfulbooking at gmail.com and uh, send us your wishful booking. We'll make it a segment in the show. Just saying. And uh, we sure will. Also like and sorry to cut you off. Also like and subscribe and share and, and tell your friends if you like the podcast. And don't if you if you don't, I guess. But you will. <laughs> you have. In theory you already have. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks. We'll talk to you guys next week. Later, guys. You straight-